Welcome to Lady Bits in Leadership, a brave space where women come together to share stories about our bodies, our sexuality, and motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Vogel, and my mission in life is helping women feel less alone, process their trauma, and build the lives they desire. So if you're ready to join a community of women who have found their voices, who have become liberated from shame and reclaim their power, then you're in the right place, girl. You found us. We're so happy you're here. Aloha, my loves. Oh, it is so good to be back. Today, we have such a fun episode. I am diving in with my bestie, Kelsey Audison Viegas, all about our experience at a Korean spa. Now, if you don't know what a Korean spa is, you are in for a treat, both listening about it and then booking yourself immediately for your local Korean spa. This is a practice that is literally eons old, and it is such a rejuvenating, relaxing, enticing, erotic, fun, weird, all the things experience. You are going to be butt naked on a table getting scrubbed down by a woman in lingerie. Mm -hmm. Butt naked on a table getting scrubbed down, taking all the skin off. Uh, Okay, not all the skin off, just like your top layer, you know, the kind that like should be coming off anyway, because you're like just heavily exfoliating your body. Anyway, I don't want to say too much. Y'all need to listen to this episode. But more so than the Korean spa, we talk about yoni steaming, which is also a practice that's eons old. And if you don't know what a yoni is, it's just another word for vagina. Okay. So it is essentially sitting on top of a tiny little stool that has a hole in the center. And underneath that hole, you have a bubbling pot of essentially like a chamomile style tea. It's a really relaxing, beautiful experience. And if you've never steamed your yoni, never steamed your vagina, never thought about like, you know, just sitting in a room naked with your bestie, (laughs) I don't blame you. I didn't know about it either until, I don't know, I started doing work for Lady Bits and I was like, what is yoni steaming? And when I took a trip to San Diego recently, a girl's trip, I was like, you know what would be great? Some yoni steaming. Let's do this for the pod. This is research for the business. And that is what we did. And my girlfriend's reaction was like, if you had told me I was going to be butt naked with you for three hours, getting other people touching my body in all the cracks and crevices, putting my pussy above a tiny pot of boiling chamomile tea. I would have said hell to the nah, but I didn't tell her that. And I was like, surprise, we're going to be naked. And she was like, well, I already paid my, my admission. So I guess we're going. So that is this week's episode. It is so fun. Um, I am 1000% going to do both a Yoni steam as well as a, um, a body scrub, a Korean body scrub again. I hope to one day do that, both those practices in Korea or other countries in across Asia. Um, We go through the benefits of yoni steaming, not so much of Korean spa experience getting scrubbed down, but I will tell you, um, she scrubbed my tan lines right off and my skin has never felt so smooth in its life. It was a amazing experience. We giggle, we laugh in this episode. We are astonished in this episode. It is all types of um, fun talk about 
yonis and vaginas and sisterhood and motherhood too because most of the time that we were on that tiny little pot we just reflected about being new moms it was the first time that we had seen each other since she had given birth to her son um, and since the pandemic started so it was a really beautiful way to reconnect with my best friend and I just absolutely loved our experience together so I hope you love it too Um, if you have not left a review for the pod super exciting news. My podcasting teacher, Kathy Heller, has asked me to come onto her program to talk to her new cohort of podcasting students and might be on her podcast. Um, The recording of the episode might be on her podcast. Fingers crossed. She has a like a huge, huge audience. So with all the upcoming exposure that I'm going to have. My hope is that when people come to Lady Bits and Leadership, they read the reviews and they know what is up. Every review that's left, make sure that this podcast is getting into the hands of women who need a little more love in their life, a little more self-compassion, a little more confidence, a little more encouragement, and just a community of sisterhood who tell it how it is and have fun talking about our yonis, our vaginas, our female experience, motherhood, and we make a place where no one feels ashamed to be a woman, where every woman feels incredibly powerful in their bodies and in their sexuality. So if you have not left a review, please, 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 I ask that you just go quickly on to Lady Benson Leadership on Apple Podcasts and throw a written review in there. Say whatever it is you want, a one sentence, three sentences, five sentences, it doesn't matter to me. I just so appreciate your listenership and I appreciate you being with me throughout these weeks and throughout this experience because I'm having so much fun and I hope that you're getting lots of confidence and um, self-compassion and understanding from these as well and maybe a little um, I don't know a little encouragement to try fun things like a yoni steam so without further ado here's my episode with Kelsey Audison Viegas my bestie Kelsey Audison Sarah Vogel what's up girl welcome hi bestie hi hi bestie thanks for having me yeah of course I knew at some point that we would be on this pod together and I finally (laughs) found a time and a topic to make it happen (laughs) I'm excited are you excited to talk about our vaginas our vajayjays our pussies (laughs) our yonis (laughs) what do you call your vagina do you have a name for it um I feel like I call it my hoo-ha a lot I don't know why (laughs) Or in Spanish, we call it a panocha, and that's really dirty. So I don't say that a lot, but yeah, oh. I, I think I call it my hoo-ha. What so is like your, I, I don't know. What does panocha mean? I've never heard that. That must be Mexican Spanish. Yeah, for your pussy. <laughs> I it love makes that. me blush just saying it. It's a dirty, <laughs> it's a dirty word. Well, get ready, because <laughs> this whole this whole podcast is going to make you blush then, because we're talking all well, about the panochas. <laughs> I saw every, every single type and size and hair and no hair um at the spa so I feel like I could be a hoo-ha expert at this point with what I witnessed that day (laughs) that is hilarious before we get into the Korean spa experience which is what this basically the whole podcast is going to be about um one I just want to say growing up oh my gosh my mom used to call my vagina my foony that was the name for it so I honestly thought that that was the name for Foonie. my lady is that bits. a Hawaiian word or what 
it's not like F isn't even in the Hawaiian language. Like we have only a certain amount of sounds and vowels and consonants, and that is not one of them. Um, I don't know where she came up with it. That'll have to be, I'll have to ask her Poonie. when I finally get it on, get her on this pod. Um, but yeah, I usually just call it the pussy, I guess. <laughs> I read a book called Pussy, a Revolution, something to that effect. And she talked about like, there's so many different words for vagina, right? Like we say vagina, but that's very much like the whole, the vaginal canal, but like the outer lips is the labia or the vulva. And then the part where you have hair is the mons pubes, which I'm like, what is that? It's just like a mound of pubes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh and when we went to the korean spa they use the word yoni Mm -hmm. which i guess is a sanskrit word for female genitalia so get this i'm gonna read these notes because i i need to about this Mm -hmm. it means sacred place symbolizes our divine nature and sacred portal to life and i'm like i can get down with that i think that's the perfect word and definition for it (laughs) I love that. And then it furthermore, it goes Taoist tradition. It refers to our pussies as golden lotus gates of paradise, precious pearl and treasure. I'm like, I think the Eastern cultures, they got it down. Yeah. They have it figured out. They know how important it is and how important women are. I like it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So let's get into it. You and I finally got together for the first time after the pandemic hit. You were the last person I saw the last trip I took before the pandemic happened. Oh my God, I know when he was like three months old. He was a tiny nugget. He still had black hair. And I had just found out I was pregnant like a week before. It was a a beautiful trip. And then we had this whole horrific thing happen mm-hmm. throughout the world and we were separated for so long. Our, our lives went on. You continued your pregnancy. You had a baby, little mm-hmm. Enzo. Mm-hmm. He's going to be two in September. That is wild. And so mm-hmm. now that we live in a different, a different situation where, you know, vaccines exist and our rates of infection are going down and we feel safer to travel, you and I got together and we met in San Diego, which is halfway between Colorado and here in Hawaii. I feel like that was, um, like I told you, I have really great ideas sometimes when I'm drinking vodka and when we were on the phone that night and you're like, I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm like, well, I'm coming to visit then. (laughs) I'll meet you there. You literally did 36 hours. It was the fastest turnaround. (laughs) And it was every moment was so just like amazing. It was, it was, that was a great trip. It was a great trip. We did so much, but I think definitely one of the highlights was going to the Korean spa. And I had asked you, but as we were kind of planning this, I was like, Hey, are you interested in going to a Korean spa? And so I want to ask you like, what did you know about a Korean spa? What made you say yes? Yeah, we'll start. there. Well, I guess I, I didn't have much context behind it other than I heard the word spa and was like, well, yeah, that's, oh yeah, let's do that. Right. Like I'm into a massage. That sounds great. Um, and the Korean spa, like, I don't know. I lived in Thailand. I assumed it was like an Asian, I don't know, just a, a massage, right? Like yeah. I just was like, oh, we're going to get a massage and a steam. Like that sounds lovely. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't bother to look it up. I didn't bother to look at the page. Like, I know you sent an itinerary because you're the planner and I can't be bothered with that kind of thing. So I just trusted you and was like, let's do this. Well, it's probably a good thing I didn't. 
uh, look at it and Google it beforehand because I don't think I would have gone. <laughs> I know yeah. you said that like, so, okay. So it's, it is a good thing that you didn't Google it. And if it, you did and you were like, Sarah, I'm going to be naked with a bunch of other women getting scrubbed down by other women, completely naked. I still would have probably pressured you to come with me because <laughs> I knew it was going to be a good bonding experience for us. But I do have to say, like, neither you or I had been to a Korean spa before. I knew what it was and I had heard about it from someone else's podcast at years ago. And I had been curious about it the whole time, but just the way that time unfolded, I, I never got to one. And so when mm -hmm. I was going from our small town in Hawaii, where we don't have any Korean spas, San Diego, where I knew there were Korean spas, I was like, you know what? Yes. I want to get a scrub down and I want to get a massage. So I signed us up for those two things. And then they offered a Yoni steam. And I was like, well, this is just research for the podcast. So I have to go steam my lady bits. And so you were the only one who signed up with me. It was the three of us, you and I, Queena. I mean, one in Rome, I guess. Right? Just like another 40 bucks. Let's do this, right? It's just like we're hemorrhaging money. Let's just go for it. The whole yeah. experience. So we pull up in the parking lot. We walk in and walk us through what you remember of going into the Korean spa. <clears throat> Um, well, I just remember walking in and it smelled nice and herbally like most spas do, right? Um, but then immediately I was kind of transformed back into Asia, how like they make you put your shoes somewhere, you know, like your feet have to be clean, like that's a thing, you put your shoes somewhere um, and you go into a locker room and we were given, um, you know, our little uniform, which why you don't use it. Um, they give you a little robe, pants top outfit thing that's kind of useless because you literally don't use it um I guess unless you go to the co-ed side um and I was I I kind of felt like a little like back in my junior high self in the locker room after like volleyball practice where I was like I don't want to get undressed in front of all of these people you know what I mean it was it it kind of took me back to those weird vibes of kind of insecurities and uncertainties of like what the hell is this place right yeah um and then all of a sudden i'm seeing like naked lady after naked lady and bush after bush after wax job after whatever walking by and i'm like what is happening where am i, <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what what did we do Sal, what did you do <laughs> can i also just point out as per usual so kelsey and i are both you know, 5'11", larger women. That was one of the curvy. things that like mm -hmm. bonded us together. Yeah. We're curvy. We're juicy. We're voluptuous. We're fluffy. We're all the things like we have big bodies. And the fact that they handed us a pile of towels and then these robes, uh, like a top and bottom essentially. And we were like, yeah, we're not going to fit this. And this towel literally looks like a hand <laughs> towel on our bodies. And we're like, uh, do you have like giant size <laughs> yeah like oh where's the plus size section thing <laughs> and she was like not oh, a one size okay fatties I got this <laughs> I was like oh classic we're always having to be like mm -hmm. it's just you know we're just we're beautiful and bigger so we had to do that but yeah like you said unless you're going to the snack area which we did not discover until after the fact where it's co-ed everyone's naked and that feeling of like Ooh, that like, oh, okay, I guess peer pressure says I need to be naked. And then you see signs that are like, 
you have to be naked in the part where you soak yourself or you go in the sauna. Like it is just an expectation that we are all doing this. And so I know for me, a part of that expectation of normalcy was like, okay, well, I hesitantly kind of took off my stuff and was like, okay, let's just do it. Um, (laughs) But then like within a matter of five minutes, I was like, I'm fucking free. (laughs) Oh, you had no, I wouldn't even say it was five minutes. You had no problem with it. I felt like you were like, you were just a Hawaiian baby running on the beach with no diaper on. Like you were, (laughs) you were, you were comfortable immediately. I, on the other hand was like, um, I don't know about this. I know the junior, it brought you, like you said, it brought you back to like junior high and high school. Whereas like, I don't even remember seeing a naked body until I went to college and I was in a locker room for my water polo team. And then the girls were just like, just stripped down naked. And I, and it was the first time I'd really seen a bunch of walking around naked bodies in a non-sexual way. Right. It was just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we just are. And, um, and in college, I still struggled with that because I struggled so badly with my own body image. Um, when was the first was, did people get naked in your high school? No, I, I don't remember. Like it was, I think I know I was like that girl that took my clothes and like changed in the bathroom stall. Right. Like that was, and I think, I think most people were like that. There might've been some that semi undressed and stuff, but I don't, I don't remember there being a lot of nudity you know at least not complete nudity um maybe like your boobs out but never I don't feel like anyone ever took off their panties changing in front of others in junior high high school um but again that's also really vulnerable time for for girls so I don't think there was a lot of comfort in in that for most girls um but yeah that's how I I felt immediately I was like oh but the nice thing was like I don't know any of these people like who gives a shit (laughs) Exactly. You know, that's kind of the, the, the message I told myself a few times throughout that day um, was like, this is all the experience. Everyone else is doing the same. There's no such thing as a perfect body. Enjoy the experience. Like I had to give myself that little pep talk a couple of times throughout the time that we were there. Yeah. And you did. I mean, like you got naked, we got naked together. I, I don't remember seeing your full naked body before or Queena's, you know, like, Mm-mm, so it's right. also interesting too being there with friends and you're like, okay, we're really going to be vulnerable together. Like, yeah. We're really just going to be like, you know, and what I ended up finding myself doing is honestly like admiring everyone's body and just admiring mm-hmm. in the sense in a non-sexual way, but admiring it as like, there's so much diversity amongst our bodies, the Mm -hmm. way that they're curved, the way that they're shaped, the lumps that we all have or don't have the the baby stretch marks, the, yeah, all the stretch Mm -hmm. marks that, you know, are either lightly colored or darkly colored, the, the color of nipples and the size of nipples. I mean, there's just so much beauty to be found. And there is something that that I think a Korean spa could teach you about like seeing that diversity and seeing mm-hmm. that this, there's so many normal, like, and help to normalize bodies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think, I don't think we do well as a society in general at all. At all. Yeah. And so our first experience, once we got in there, once we got in our towels was like, okay, girls, you're going to do your yoni steam first. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. So a yoni steam, so actually originates from 
it's a Mayan practice. It's used to cleanse the uterus when there's menstrual difficulties after birth through menopause. And it also talks about like when I was reading about it, it was talking about how important it is for things like um, creating stronger connections with our female bodies and with our uterus, um, whether you, you know, went through a recent birth or not. Um, it's an ancient self-care practice. Um, let's see, it supports deep wellness, woman's wisdom using herbal medicines. I mean, when you hear this, what is going on in your head? Um, I feel like those are all amazing things that I, uh, you know, I don't know how real, or I, I don't know that I felt all of those things afterwards, right? Like I felt clean, but I, I don't know if I felt all those things or if any of those effects actually happened to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of a, a very spiritual experience, right? More than anything. I would have to agree. Yeah. Cause I mean, they online, you know, when I was researching it after the fact, like I, this was all after the fact in preparation for the podcast, I was honestly just going there out of curiosity because I didn't even know how it was going to work. Like I, I didn't know if they were going to put something into your vagina that sent steam (laughs) in there or like how I did not research whatsoever, but it was talking about how, you know, some people have reported things like uh, regulating irregular menstrual cycles that it may promote fertility, that it could heal you from emotional or sexual trauma that it could help you with if you experience pain with intercourse, um, with your, uh, let's see, uterine fibroids, ovarian cysts through PCOS. I mean, there's just like so many different benefits that people have reported. I don't know the strength of the science behind it, but honestly, like you said, the spiritual experience of the practice was probably the most powerful, especially doing it with my best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it was, um, you know, something special to share with someone, um, especially for your first time. But I also think that if I were, you know, if you wanted to do it again, it could also be like a very meditative um, thing as well, right? If you did it by yourself and really use that time as like meditation, um, I think that it, it could be um, beneficial in lots of ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it's a for at least with our spa, it was a 45 minute practice. You wear, you wear essentially a cape. I don't know if you have a better way to describe it, but it's like a full body cape. With, it's like a lampshade. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. It was yeah. like a pink lampshade. Of course it was pink, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With a hole at the top where you slip it over your head and essentially let it rest on your shoulders, creating this enormous lampshade effect around your whole body. Mm -hmm. There's no armholes. It was stretchy at the top. So you could, you know, you could put your arms through which you and I ended up doing, and it was much better in that, that sense. But the idea is you put on this lampshade cape (laughs) and you have this tiny little room and ours had three different uh, stools with like an opening in the top. Mm -hmm. And so these Mm -hmm. little, I mean, just big enough is smaller than a chair. So very close to the ground and underneath these little stools was a coil, like a wire coil heater with what looked like a rice cooker, rice pot Mm -hmm. on top of that. And the whole thing smelled like chamomile tea. Mm -hmm. 
all kinds I mean, of herbs in there. Yeah. So many different herbs. And I know that she was going to follow up with us about like what, cause I was like, oh my God, this smells delicious. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? And she was going to follow up to tell us, but she, we didn't end up getting that information. But when I looked it up, you know, they use things like basil, rosemary, oregano, uh, motherwort, mugwort, lavender, marigold, and thyme. And all of these are like antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiseptic. I mean, there's just, it's clearly from an herbal perspective, attempting to cleanse your, your vagina, which has a lot mm-hmm. of like pH balance. A lot of things are going on in there. It's a very complex yep. entity. And so you walk in and you have these stools. And then what happens? Well, we have to figure out how to sit on them, right? It's like, how do I sit on this thing that I'm like positioned right? Is it too hot? Is it too, and I'm not feeling it. It was, it, I feel like we didn't actually get comfortable or figure it out until like halfway through. Do you agree? <laughs> like we were kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm taut, I'm sweating. I feel like, is it like, what's going on? Like my vagina is on fire. And then you have to like adjust the thing, pour some water in it, you know? So I think it was, it took a minute for both of us, I think to get semi-comfortable and like relax with it. But yeah. once we did, um, I think it was great. And we had like such great conversation during that time. And um, I think it was a really good, good, I I think I would say that that was probably my favorite part of the whole spot. <laughs> <laughs> we started high. It just yeah. went downhill from yeah. there. We'll, yeah, we'll get to the Korean bit. scrub. Yeah, we'll get to the Korean scrub in a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I have to say when I first sat down and you're sitting again on this hole, essentially, like just enough wood to, to prop you up there. But immediately the amount of hot air coming off and the heat coming off of that, that boiling pot of water essentially was like, Jesus, my pussy's on fire. Like literally it is Mm -hmm. burning. And so, you know, you have the ability to turn it up and down. And she said, don't go past two or whatever the number was, but we turned it down. We added some more water and it cooled it way down to where you and I were like, okay, now we don't feel anything. And it slowly rose to a temperature, probably like you said, 20 minutes in. And I was like, okay, this feels really nice. And Mm -hmm. it not only, of course it directly immediately enters kind of your vulva vagina area, but because you're wearing that lampshade, it steams your whole body. And that was another thing we discovered. Like at first our arms were in there and you're just sweating like crazy. You know, your whole body feels like it's detoxifying. So when we pulled our arms out, it was like, okay, I have enough of like cold air on my body. It's like when you sleep and you have to stick one foot out underneath your blanket. Just that one leg is enough to be like, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to freak out as Kelsey likes to say. I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Freak out. Uh-huh. So we sat there and yeah, I think it was a, because we were able to relax and because we were in such a vulnerable situation and because we're best friends, I mean, we were able to kind of reflect on the experience of motherhood. I remember that conversation coming up a lot mm-hmm. you know, during this time, because as we mentioned at the beginning of the pod, like you and I hadn't seen each other in two and a half years, you had had a baby, like you had been through some shit. I mm-hmm. had been through some shit mm-hmm. and with regards to motherhood mm-hmm. and the ability to sit there naked in our capes <laughs> with our chamomile pussies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I think, you know, yeah, I, I think 
when you go through having a baby, you know, you have to learn to be naked in front of a lot of people, right? And your people put their hands up there and like, they're all up in your business, you know, not in a sexual way, obviously in a, in a caring doctor way, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think that helps too, right? You learn to be okay with, with that vulnerability because it's for a purpose. Um, and, and I think had I not had a baby and not been naked and given birth and had all of those things, you know, your monthly checkups with everything, everything that happens when you have a baby that nobody talks about, that is just, it's all of it's wild and crazy and unexpected. But um, I don't know that I would, again, I don't know. I think my comfort level would have been uncomfort level would have been even higher had I not already had a baby and been through all of those things, right. That I just had to kind of let just kind of go with the flow and be like, okay, this, this is how it works. Like I can't be modest right now. Right. Like I can't do that. That's not an option. So, um, yeah. And that modesty is definitely something that holds us back sometimes from fully understanding our bodies and fully, Mm -hmm. fully accepting our bodies. And it's, is very much a lesson that we're taught culturally as well as in our families. Totally. And I think also, you know, to, to speak to modesty, like, I mean, we're both 35 year old women. I think we, we've all had, we've both had our, you know, our days of, you know, when you're in your twenties and you feel really sexy and you dress, like you feel really sexy and you're going to the nightclubs. I mean, all the things, right. Like those are different stages in your life. And, um, I did all of those things and, and I was insecure as hell, but I did it right. But I, cause I was working on my self-esteem working towards it. And then you have a baby and that your body, your, your vision of your body changes, right. Cause your body is completely changed. Like learning to accept your new body after having a baby is a whole new, like chapter in a book, right. You're like, Oh my God, like what, why do my, I mean, I weigh the same as I did before I got pregnant, but my pants don't fit, you know, like your body changed the actual shape of it. Um, you're never going to not have a, the stretch marks on your stomach and that's okay. You know, like stuff like that. You just have to learn to accept and kind of be a, and embrace it. Right. And, and be thankful for, for those changes because it's, that it led you to where you are now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a journey. I mean, your son's almost two and I feel like you're finally just kind of cresting that acceptance phase. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a daily struggle for me always has been, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I work on that daily, probably. What would you say, you know, for those who are finding themselves in your story, like what are the messages that you continue to tell yourself daily or the practices that you do daily mm-hmm. or weekly that really help you come to that sense of, of love and acceptance for yourself and your body? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think most most of all, I try to just remind myself that my body is powerful, that I am powerful, right? Like I don't have to fit into this box or this image, right? That other people think I should be, um, that I'm strong. I'm, I'm strong mentally. I'm strong physically. Um, and that, I think that's really where I'm trying to like place my focus is on becoming stronger. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to look like 
you know, so-and-so I'm not trying to fit it, fit into that mold. I just want to be a stronger person because if I'm stronger than that's the example, I get to leave for Enzo. And then that's, that makes me stronger if he's strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you're one of the strongest people I've ever known. Like that was what attracted me first to you. And I, I have to share, like, I know I've told you this and I've told lots of people this about, you know, our relationship when we met how many years ago? 13? 2008, 14. I mean, you're one of my, you're definitely one of my best friends. We'll be friends forever. And I was so attracted to you as a person, as an individual. Um, from the moment that I met you, you had walked, we were in Argentina. So again, a vulnerable place. I was still learning Spanish. You were much more advanced in Spanish than I was at that time and still continue to be. Um, and we were getting ready to go to, we were doing orientation. We were all studying abroad in Argentina and mm-hmm. Buenos Aires. And you, I'll literally never forget this. They call it like <laughs> a flashbulb memory where like, there's a moment in time where you can just put yourself right back in that moment And maybe it was fate, destiny. I don't know. Maybe it just was like my soul recognized something that I needed in your soul. And I was like, I need her in my life. (laughs) But like you walked out of the bathroom with, I was, you were staying with someone else. You were not my roommate at the hotel. You walked out of the bathroom with your hair wrapped up, all wet from the shower, maybe like grabbing a pack of cigarettes to light them up (laughs) for sure. And, um, and like, and being like, you know what, these fucking airlines are going to hear from me. They're going to hear from me. They're going to hear from Darwin, who at the time I didn't know was your father. I was like, who's Darwin (laughs) and just went off. And there is just, I was so pissed. (laughs) You're so pissed because they had lost your luggage and all of my luggage, like all of it, like, I mean, literally moving to Buenos Aires for six months. And I had nothing. I was horrified. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pissed. And that must've been too, because I had just moved from Paraguay to Argentina and the same thing happened to me. And I didn't have luggage for three weeks. I probably was like, I went through the same thing and it didn't come for three weeks. So hopefully they have our size. Cause Paraguay definitely didn't have anything in size 16 yeah. for women. It was like yeah. borrowing men's clothes from the, the situation that I was in. Anyway, I, I heard you speak. I saw your presence, your energy. And I was like, what a strong woman. I want to be like her and I want to be her friend. And that, that literally has never changed for me. My, um, admiration for you, your strength, both mentally and physically has just never wavered. And I always have looked to you as someone who I admire for that because there has been times, I mean, when you literally saved my life in Buenos Aires, because you had the, um, the audacity, you had the courage, you had the voice that I was still building at the time to tell a group of men to go fuck off, you know, like when they were clearly like descending upon me in a vulnerable situation. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That was scary. Mm -hmm. It was scary because we were kind of parting our ways for the night and we probably just, of course you were wanted to wait at the bus stop at three in the morning because you wanted to save two pesos and like, 
whatever. So I was like, well, I'm not going to let you. It was like right around the corner from my apartment. Do you remember? And Mm -hmm. you were like, I'm just going to wait for the bus. And we're like a little bit drunk and, you know, probably smoking cigarettes out on the curb, whatever. Three o'clock in the morning, Buenos Aires. And some guys came out from the door, right? From that building and started harassing us as in particular to you. And, and they had beer bottles. I know. And I don't know what their intent was, but it was very, it escalated very quickly. And I immediately like turned into mama bear, like a crazy psycho, like you back the fuck off. And I screamed at them in Spanish and made as much noise and like physically got as big as I possibly could to scare them away. And then I gra- I hailed a cab and shoved you in it. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it now, the experience of being sexually harassed, whether it's street harassment or more severe harassment like that, again, like we can't go back and know what the intention was, but it certainly wasn't good, Mm-mm. you know, and yeah, right. the fact that they were drunk and had bottles, which could be used as weapons or whatever. Like, I don't even want to think where I went, but I really do mm-hmm. like credit you for saving me. Cause I don't know that I would have been able to have like fight multiple men off or even have like the understanding of my own power. But all that to say, I think the reframing of the fact that like at 35, we're not trying to be anyone but ourselves. And if we're Mm -hmm. trying to be ourselves, let's be the most powerful version, both physically and mentally. And I think that's a really beautiful reframe on, on understanding our worth and our value. And so, so, but it is really good to put ourselves in these vulnerable situations where we're like, like a controlled vulnerable situation. Right. And I think you and I had a beautiful experience in the Yoni steam. I think when it was done, we were kind of like, oh man, it's done already. Like it went by so fast because Mm -hmm. we got in this rhythm, but just to close, is there, and before we go on to the scrub, is there anything else that you would want to share with listeners who might be curious about a Yoni steam? Oh, I'd say if you're curious about it, just do it. You know, if you're, if you're, I mean, I don't think, I don't, wouldn't put too much, you know, I wouldn't make any bets about it necessarily having all of those, you know, health benefits. I don't know if that's real, you know? Um, But what I do know is that it was a very like one of a kind situation, you know, experience that I, and also going outside of your comfort zone is that's how you grow. Right. So I, I'm grateful for you for doing that in lots of ways throughout our friendship of pushing me outside of my comfort zone. But that one is, like you said, in a controlled vulnerability, but it was just a wild experience. And now we have something to talk about on your podcast and something to just like a funny story to tell. I mean, when I told my mom and sisters (laughs) the story about this Korean spot, when I told my husband about this Korean spot experience, like this is a fun story to tell people because not all people do this or they have any idea that these exist. Right. So I'd say if you're curious, go for it. No no harm can be done. Absolutely. And I have to say, if you hate it, you can get up and leave. I mean, correct. Yeah. You You can just go into the sauna room or the jacuzzi or whatever, you know, just whatever it's, it's your choice, but yeah, just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is so huge in life in general to take these small calculated risks that every risk that you take builds your sense of self-confidence and builds your sense of like, oh, I can accomplish something that at one point like would have made me really uncomfortable. But yeah, telling people about it is hilarious. In fact, 
I went to a conference recently and was telling people about the podcast and I was like, yeah, there's going to be a, a episode about Korean spas coming up and I can't wait to talk about it because it was such a funny experience and it led to such a beautiful conversation and multiple people were like, oh, now I want to try that. And then they'll tell people and, <laughs> and, and, you know, when you research it, you realize like this is so common outside of the United States, specifically in uh, you know, a bunch of different countries, but obviously the Korean culture has these um, all over the place. And they have things like karaoke rooms and magic shows and uh, barbecues and like different things connected to it, where it's a, really a full experience. They also, in my research, I found that some of them are like as cheap as like five to $10, you know, which in the US was not our experience it was, I think for the whole experience with the Yoni steam, the scrub, the massage, was like 150 bucks and so mm -hmm. expensive right it's not a cheap experience but it was also kind of like it might just be a once in a lifetime thing and I want to do it with my bestie so mm -hmm. um yeah so that <laughs> I would say if you have one in, in town or near you that you should definitely go check it out dip your toe in the water so let's get to the next part so after we got oh, our Yoni steam, we took off our lampshades, totally naked, walked into like a grotto area. It was very dark. It had a hot tub. It had a cold tub, which whoo, super cold. And then it had a wet steam room and like a dry sauna room. And so essentially I felt, I didn't know what to experience, but when I look back, it was like preparing the meat for slaughter. That's how I yeah, look at Yeah, literally this. getting you supple and oh yeah mm -hmm. we were literally like pigs lined up for slaughter that's what it felt like that's yes exactly. mm -hmm. it was like wagyu beef like where they like massage <laughs> the cows and like make them feel all nice so that they're all in this place where when you eventually get to the get to the situation they're like primed and ready to go right they they're fully the best version of themselves. And so what happens is they have you, when you do a scrub experience, they have you go and this, yeah, make your skin supple, make it nice and loose because what they're going to do is scrub an entire layer of your skin off an entire layer. So walk us through that Kels. Um, okay. So you walk Well, first of all, you have appointments, right? So all of a sudden these cute little middle-aged Asian ladies come out in like black bras and panties and a face mask. Um, and they're like, they grab you and they shuffle you into this scrub massage room. And I felt like I was either in like a butcher shop or I was in like a horror film. I wasn't sure, like <laughs> I was in something. Um, what did it look there, like? It, there was literally like massage beds lined up with curtains in between with drains all over, everything's wet. The beds have plastic over them. The curtains, why the hell they had curtains? I don't know. Like they didn't serve any purpose. You could see everyone and anything, all of it, all at once, right? Like there was no, no privacy there whatsoever. You get shuffled in and you're told to lay on the bed and they just start going to town, like scrubbing you. Like, I mean, I have, it, it, it feels good, but it also hurts. Um, and I felt like I felt like a baby after the, like a newborn baby that could scrub down with like all of the afterbirth. Like I, you mean literally every crevice of your body, you get flipped over. Like, I mean, I have never felt so clean after this scrub, right? Like they didn't miss a single inch of your body. Um, 
and they're not gentle about it. They, it was, it was wild. I don't know. What do you remember? What I remember is we were enjoying ourselves like in the spa, like jumping from the cold pool to the hot pool to the saunas. We were laughing, having a good time. And all of a sudden, like you said, a door opens and they come into this grotto and they're like 65, 66, 67. Mm -hmm. And for any of those who have seen Squid Games, like it feels very much like that where everyone has a number and, and you have these little wristbands that you lock all your things in in lockers. And then your wristband is how they identify you. Right. So they call out our number <laughs> again, very like cattle experience. You walk into yet another room where it's like, it's really dark on the walls. Like it had dark tile everywhere. You walk in and there's these mats so you don't slip, but a little ante essentially in this black lacy lingerie is, is like leading you. And as you turn the corner, once you get into the room, yeah, I would say it looks like a bunch of gurneys, like a bunch of dead bodies yeah. are lined up in two rows and you walk down the two in between the two rows. And as you're walking down, you have naked women on their backs, naked women on their front, just getting the aunties, scrubbing them down with these little cloths. And I just remember feeling so tickled, like walking into there being like, what the fuck did we just get ourselves into? And I could, I was in the front and you two were in the back and I'm like, God, I can't even imagine what Kelsey and <laughs> Quina are thinking right now they're probably like Sarah what the fuck like literally what is like, actually what in the actual yeah. fuck I mean the just like feet I just remember feet like passing by feet and they led us all the way into the back so we had to pass everyone we got to the last three and then we got separated with our own women right so like you had your own table I had mine and yeah they have these curtains that are hanging from the ceilings but like whenever I flipped over, I could see you. Like we all mm -hmm. basically have our eyes closed. Like you wouldn't any massage. And frankly, if I were to open my eyes and look directly into the eyes of my scrubby lady, I would uh -uh. be so No, I couldn't. No, I don't think I ever looked her in the eyes, in the face the whole time. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Oh yeah. No. So then like, you I, know me, this woman knows me now more intimately than just about every single person stands my husband. Like and even then, like, she went places he's never been. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> so, exactly. So then she lays me on the bed, and it's all, it's soft. It's like a soft gurney, but it's covered in plastic with a hole for your face when you're laying on your belly. And she just out of nowhere takes this bucket of warm water and just throws it on my body. Like, she's throwing dishwasher <laughs> water out or like you know like doing laundry just throws it on my body and I was like oh okay well that feels exciting and again like oh my, my eyes are closed and I'm thinking to myself god I wish I had like an audio recorder right now to just like capture all the random little thoughts going through my head but I was super open to the experience I was mm -hmm. like we're gonna enjoy this and we're just gonna just see where it goes right Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, she starts going to town with her little scrubby cloth, scrub, scrub, scrub. She scrubs the front. She puts a little towel over your vulva vagina area. And, uh, cause like, they're not like scrubbing where that is, but they're scrubbing all around it. So like your inner thighs on top, like your lower belly, they're spreading your legs. Shit. When they flip you over, you two had your butt cheeks spread open and they were scrubbing in there. My lady, you didn't, didn't they didn't happen to you. Did not scrub my she butt crack. Oh, I know. She's <laughs> so probably like, it's too hairy. I can't oh even get God. in there. 
<laughs> so yeah, the one thing that they didn't scrub was the feet. I was kind of surprised about that, but literally every other part of my body. And I remember opening my eyes a little bit and seeing like the cottage cheese curds mound. that were dark, you know? And I was like, oh my God, that's my skin. Mm-hmm. So much dead skin. It was incredible. And as they're scrubbing you, they're again, like throwing this bucket of water to wash it all down. It goes onto the floor and it goes into these drains. So it's just like skin is all over probably this floor. And so if if you're struggling, like even listening to this, thinking like disgusting, (laughs) I can't speak to the hygiene of this. I did not walk away with any kind of ringworms. No, yeah, no, nobody got any, any diseases, but, uh, but then they scrub you down. And, um, then they have you take a shower and we took a shower and the three of us, right. Cause they all, it's very timed. Like, so the three mm-hmm. of us kind of ended the first part of our scrub and we're standing again in these communal showers, completely naked, looking at each other. Like one, we can't really say things out loud. Like it was kind of like a whispered, like, what the fuck, you yeah. know, <laughs> what is happening? There's more. Oh, and, uh, and just the, and just laughing. I just remember us like giggling. I, yeah, because well, there were no words at that point. I don't think there was, <laughs> I don't, because we, I hadn't even completely digested or comprehended what had just happened to me. I, I felt, I felt violated, but in a weird, like not in a sexual way, but almost, it, it was just a weird, it was, it was weird. Um, and it also kind of hurt. I was glad when the scrub was done, right? I was like, okay, my skin feels raw at this yeah. point I was very relieved when when that was over so I was like where's the massage I was promised like, so then we get to I the massage yeah <laughs> Kelsey's looking at me like Sarah I was promised something completely different uh, yeah. I don't this really know what this is not the same yeah so then we wash all of it off to get back into the mortuary and lie ourselves down and then they took ladles of warm oil and then oiled our bodies down. The massage for me wasn't super rough. I think for you or Queena, it was like they were going to town. Yeah, it was. I think Queena had a hers was a lot rougher than ours. Mine was like okay. I kind of it, honestly, the massage was mediocre. Like I kind of felt like it was. I was getting a pedicure from somebody that like couldn't like hated their job. And you know how when you get a pedicure and they like kind of just like. <laughs> tap your calves a little bit and they're like meh like <laughs> that is definitely what mine you know? felt like. like it was like it was like it was somebody that didn't wasn't working for a tip that's what I felt like I was just like oh okay like she she's just going through the motions here because how many of those does she do a day right like yeah. whatever so I don't feel like it was a, a, a relaxing deep tissue massage by any means it wasn't painful or you know unpleasant necessarily but it was it was, it was just, it was fucking weird. All of it was fucking weird, Sarah. It was just weird. <laughs> so then when that experience was done, we walked back into the grotto. We looked no, at each other. Oh. No, 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 You forgot the very, oh. and all of a sudden they, I had my hair up in a bun <gasps> and they take yeah. your hair out. I had my hair dry. I had not planned on washing my hair, but all of a sudden I'm getting my hair washed. Mm-hmm. Like some lady, she takes out of a bun gives me back my hair tie starts washing my hair rinsing it out putting conditioner I was like hold up there was not a like 
option for that on the sign-in sheet like do you nope. want your hair washed or not like I would have clicked no like no 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 like what yes <laughs> that was um I think had they not washed I was so irritated by the fact that they washed my hair I thought that was weird but yeah um so we warned the women after us who were like what are we oh, doing because yeah. yeah. when you when we went through this experience and we were getting dressed there was new women coming in for their appointments right yeah. and mm-hmm. someone had asked us about that and we we're like just tell them don't wash my hair because yeah we did not expect that it was not part of the contract and yeah. uh and it's not like the product they used was like salon product you know no it was, it was just kind of yeah it was, was a, like some- it was an unfortunate end, you know, hurt plus type of, oh, stuff. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, it's so like true. dollar store shampoo. Um, I know Kalina was so mad about that. She was like, that was not, those are not my I, products. Clearly <laughs> I was the least affected because I do probably use the equivalent of pert plus like pant I know you, I, so yeah, I, know. I have zero um understanding of hair product or like the value of hair <laughs> so I was just like okay it's a you know it's I'm sure why well, I love when people touch my scalp in general it's like <laughs> so sensual and relaxing to me I make mm-hmm. Leo do it all the time I'm like hair play please <laughs> and he's he's like God, get out of here because then he's just there's just a shedding effect that happens he's pulling little blonde hairs off of him all the time um but after that I mean before we get because I I want to wrap it up with like what the shower experience after was because I thought that wasn't really interesting but before we go there is there anything else to that we missed with the scrub experience um no I don't I don't think so it was it was just weird I remember you when we were walking out, you're like, I just feel like I got fucked. Like, yeah, I literally felt like I, I feel like I don't smoke anymore, but like in that moment I would have lit up a cigarette and like taken a shot of tequila or something. I was like, what just happened? Like, did we just fornicate? Did we just come? Like what happened? I'm not sure. So this weird, like oh, euphoric sense, but in a, you know, like it was very, it was, it was weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of the euphoria after you have multiple orgasms. Mm-hmm. I have to say mm-hmm. like, maybe it was the newness and vulnerability. Maybe it was the fact that we're completely naked for the past hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just that people were touching our intimate body parts. Mm -hmm. They were touching our whole bodies. I mean, we were, I remember queen, I think, or one of us had said like, it felt like a grand, so it was intimate and kind of sexual, but then it was also this caregiving of like Mm -hmm. these grandmothers, aunties were, were taking care of us, you know? Mm -hmm in a way in which I've never been taken care of since I was a little baby. Yeah. It brought me back to memories. I don't even consciously have anymore, but the sense of like, I'm going to what, how you and I wash our sons down in the bathtub. We yeah. make sure to get every crevice and behind the ears and we scrub their hair and it's all yeah. in the effort of like keeping him clean, you know, and, and, and cared for. So there was that sense too mm-hmm. of, of these mixed emotions. Right. But yeah, it's, I could see why afterwards, afterwards we had a bunch of snacks and we'll get into that. But I, I do want to point out that like when we came back and we were like taking deep breaths, like, Whoa, what did we just experience? This is so wild. We then showered off, right? Like we showered by again, sitting down oh, for yeah. a shower on these little stools. That which- was kind of awesome though. I was like, I need one of these. I liked that little I didn't do my research on this, but like, it made me wonder, oh, is this how people shower in Korea? Like, I remember when I was visiting Thailand that 
you know, the way that you wipe yourself is like, there was a bucket of water mm-hmm. that you like pour on your genitals, you know, mm-hmm. and there was like no paper. And I'm like, Mm-mm. you had to bring it with you if you wanted to use it. And so again, like there are different ways that people clean themselves and different hygiene methods across the world. And sitting in a shower was like in front of a mirror in front of a mirror. I was like, what, what is this? I was very confused about it. And I also was very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked the shower, the sitting down shower. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. And so then we went and kind of dried our hair and it was the next part of the spa experience, which if you were there kind of for an extended period of time, you could have taken advantage of like, they had a salt room, a Himalayan salt room. So it's like glowing pink, orange salmon color, just gorgeous to like soak up the ions or do whatever it is that salt does for you. They had a clay Mm -hmm. room, um, which again, like it's some kind of healing natural experience. We just didn't have the time for it. Like Mm -hmm. it was time for us to get a boba and bounce to (laughs) dinner. Um, but they did have a ice room, which we cooled down our bodies and kind of reset and that was really beautiful. There was a couple in the corner, like making out. That was weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know, man. These uh, Korean spas, they get you kind of all tingled up in different ways. So yeah, it was, it was uh, we ate some little rice cracker snacks. We drank a lot of water and we sat with the making out couple, which, uh, you know, you looked in the room, you're like, I don't know. There's a couple like really getting into it right now. I was like, too bad. We don't have <laughs> time like we got to go get our full experience and move on which uh yeah which we did I mean there was that sitting area where it was really dimly lit there were some people face masking there were some people working on I don't know their computer which I thought was really odd Mm -hmm. I certainly did not want to hop on any device after that I was really soaking in the like yeah the luxury of it all yeah, it was a wild experience. I'm grateful for it. Um, I don't think I would do it again. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe the yoni, but I I don't love um, saunas. Like saunas make me feel really claustrophobic in general. Just the the mist sauna or the hot sauna. I, those aren't my favorite. Um, but I mean, maybe maybe I convinced, could be convinced again at some point, but not anytime soon. <laughs> or maybe with a different set of folks, like I could totally see you and your sisters and your mom being like, oh, All my right. mom would be into that so, so much. Like it. she would be so into that. I told her that I was like, mom, I'm you have to she'd be smoking a J before she goes oh, in and after. That's what we should have done. I know. Why didn't we eat a, like some edibles before I we went in there or something? <sighs> I don't like that's what, that's where we failed. Um, that is, if if we could go back and redo anything, it would be don't wash my hair and we probably eat an edible like 30 minutes prior to entering. Yeah, just so that it's, it's like, like peaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Just that it's peaking and like everything feels more sensual. Everything feels more relaxed. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, for those listening, th- consider that if you're going and if you like mm-hmm. edibles. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a really good time. And I'm really glad that I had my first experience with you. I love it. Well, I love you so much. I'm so glad we made this happen. I'm so glad we could talk about fun, you know, stuff about our yonis. Thanks, Sarah. I am so proud of you too. This is so fun um, to watch you fulfill your dreams too. This is awesome. So thanks for having me on the show. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.
This is Dr. Sarah Vogel, and I want to thank you for listening to Lady Bits and Leadership. As always, if you love this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Lady Bits and Leadership and rate and review us so that others can find our community. As the best hype women a girl could ask for, I depend on you all to help me get the word out to other folks. So if you love this episode or just the show in general, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. I would be so appreciative. If you're interested in learning more about working with me through individual or group coaching, just DM me through our Facebook group or Instagram account, both under the name Lady Bits and Leadership. Thank you for trusting me to help guide you on your journey to explore your lady bits so you can love your pussies, rediscover your power, and design a purposeful and fulfilling life. Until next week, this is Dr. Sarah Vogel signing off.